Next on BYU Sports Nation, swing away, Merrill, the most important swing game for BYU football in 2019. Is it in SEC country? BYU Hoops is on the verge of doing something they've never done in the Dave Rose era. Plus, a between-the-lines quiz show, BYU Women's Hoops knocking on the national dance party door, and the Academy Award nominees are out. What does that mean for us? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. How's it? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, January 22nd, wherever, however you are connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with future Academy Awards host, Jerem Jordan. Uh, no, I, I, they don't, they couldn't pay me enough. They don't pay they anybody don't pay, enough. They, yeah. They don't pay very much. Actually, I would take that, but I would, no, I'd be scared to death. To you want that. the publicity of that? No, I'd be scared to death to do it. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No one cares or knows who I am. No. Jimmy Kimmel it's, backed hey. out. Billy Crystal backed out. So we brought in. Who is it? Jerem Jordan. Who is the year? host? They, they, don't don't have, they don't have one yet. It's hard to lock this thing down because like they don't pay a, a lot of ago? money. And because the pressure is so high. That goes along with it. I do enjoy the monologues of these shows, though, a lot. You and I have hosted the Y Awards for the past four years, and that is really fun. I really enjoy that. It can be a tough crowd at times. you know. Last year, uh, we did kind of this walkthrough of some of the highlights of some of the teams, and I, I said, if we don't mention your team, is it really our fault? And someone in the crowd said, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's really fun here. This is our, this is our dojo, though, right? Yes. There? No way. Yes. Come on. One of our highlights, Juddy Face in the Wild oh, yeah. presentation. I, listen, we did Juddy Face here, and it went viral. Like they sh- it was awesome. Yes. That was fun. Like Everyone made that happen in uh, you know, Cougar Nation. That was awesome. Your Shaquille O'Neal impersonation while talking about Kyle Collinsworth? Yeah, Tijon Cromo is really impressed by that. <laughs> I believe his question to you was, why'd you keep going back to it, dude? That's what I do. <laughs> Shooters got to shoot, Tijon. Here's today's show shoot. lineup. Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst, tells us if BYU basketball is truly the fourth best team in the West Coast Conference. He joins us in 15 minutes. A Har and Lar quiz show about BYU basketball. How much do fans know about this year's edition of the Cougars in 30 minutes on Between the Lines? And what are BYU's... NIT chances in 40 minutes. Plus, I'm going to tell you, based on last year, what are the minimum thresholds for the NIT? Wins, RPI, now net, record, you know, uh, uh, all that stuff. We're going to break it down. I hate so much that I, we're I hate asking it too. NIT chances. By the way, I didn't know until today that the CBI and CIT are pay-for-play tournaments. The NIT is not. So you have to pay have to, to get pay. in. So Utah Valley's like, yeah, we'll pay because we want to keep Do going. you win money, though, if you Oof. win the tournament? Ooh, I don't know. We'll have to research that. We now present yeah, today's BYU Gambling? Sports Nation headlines. The Draft Network named Sione Takitaki to its all-shrine team. Takitaki totaled three tackles, including a tackle for loss in Saturday's East-West Shrine game. Sione currently projected as a fifth to seventh round draft pick, according to the website. Is he gonna go? 
Men's volleyball remains ranked at number four in the ABCA coaches poll at 4-0. The Cougars are off for two weeks. Uh, it's some sort of winter break, I guess, before playing four games in nine days in California against Santa Barbara. And then BYU begins conference play against Pepperdine and UCLA. I should say federation play. I voted BYU number three, by the way, in the off-the-block poll this week. Ooh, okay. BYU Gymnastics ranked number 16 this week, according to the latest Road to Nationals poll. Also, Shannon Evans named the Mountain Rear Gymnastics Conference Joint Vault Specialist of the Week after scoring a 9.875 in the dual meet against Utah State. BYU won the team meet with a score of 194.575. Same two teams live on BYU TV this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, Kids Day. On campus, BYU. You know what I like about gymnastics? Although the uh, officiating is opinion of sorts, that it's just standings. It's like, you got that score, that's where you are. It's not a, well, I think they're 16. It's just, it's just based on scores. The subjectivity is, comes from the judges. It's the BCS. Yeah. What? Yeah. BYU Women's Hoops is the first team out in the AP Top 25 poll. 26th, if you will, and I won't. The Cougars went from zero votes to the most not in the poll this week after defeating number 13 Gonzaga in Portland. The last time BYU was ranked in the AP poll, 2012. It's been seven years. It's been a long time. If BYU wins a couple of games this week, you'd think they'd you'd slide think in. that somebody will lose between 20 and 25. 12 game and win streak out. and 18 and three. Hey, let's you go. should be ranked. Let's at that go. Point. Yeah. Remember All... two weeks ago, I was like, why do they they received zero votes? No, it was last week. Well, and, like, and keep no in mind, votes. BYU's losses this season at 21st-ranked Utah against Cal, who is also 15. receiving votes. and Somehow Southern Utah. Southern Utah, the which is the head-scratcher. Yeah. That's the UMass football equivalent. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Tennessean newspaper released an article yesterday stating that BYU football is one of Tennessee's most important swing games, saying Tennessee fans shouldn't overlook the Cougars because of what Zach Wilson did in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl going 18 for 18. BYU in Knoxville in week two, a week after they opened the season against Utah. That got us thinking. Okay, if Tennessee looks at BYU as an important swing game, what are the most important swing games on the BYU football schedule in the 2019 season? We agree on what these games are without discussing it. We, we sent these in to our producer, and we have the same exact games. These are what we think. At Tennessee, at Toledo, at South Florida, Boise State, at Utah State, at San Diego State. What we mean by swing games is... It's kind of a 50-50. I can't declare win or loss necessarily. I think it's going to be close, that kind of game, okay? Out of these six, and that's half the schedule, which is pretty crazy, right? And uh, by the way, five of those six on the road, uh, I believe that the most important one is Tennessee because of where it happens. It's in week two. It's at an SEC opponent. Yes, and it's a huge game that way. Tennessee is down. They were 5-8 and eight last season. They played 13 somehow, apparently. The, uh, this is a new offensive coordinator. It's in game two. If you beat Utah and you beat Tennessee, you're in business, right? You're ranked suddenly, you know, in the 20s probably. You're going. Because then you have USC and Washington at home, and those are tough. I would say that BYU has at least two losses in September. So the hope is you've got to get Tennessee, who is the worst team in September on the schedule. Ooh. See, now that's a fun conversation. What's the most winnable game of the first four, all four power fives. Save it. We have a lot of schedule. Time oh, yeah. It. We're saving it. Save we'll discuss it, it at some point. that. If it's not Tennessee, Jerem, to me, it's Boise State. 
because BYU has failed to protect their home turf lately. They have a losing record over the last two seasons combined on their home field. Boo. Can BYU beat Boise State in Provo? They need to. They should. They've got to protect Lavelle's house. If that doesn't happen. They haven't ever since that was like a rallying cry, unfortunately. right? If that doesn't happen this season, when is it going to turn around? That's why I say swing game because it has multiple meanings to me. If BYU can beat Boise State in Provo, then I think they will finish with the winning record at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And I think that's really important because of the rallying cry that you just brought up. My issue with uh, Boise State in particular is because of where it comes. So, so Boise State is, what, game seven? So by that time, hopefully you are in a position of being at or above 500. I, I think the goal for BYU through the first eight games, realistically, would be four and four. Uh, you got to beat Boise State if you want to go four and four. Yeah, because who are you? Utah at Tennessee, USC, Washington. No one's talking about the next four. I want to make sure everyone understands this. At Toledo, oh, at tough. USF, tough. Uh, not San Francisco, but South Florida. Boise State at home at Utah State. Utah State much improved. New head coach, obviously, with Gary Anderson. The, uh, that game's in uh, in Logan. Those next four are more important to me than the first four As because amazing. of where they're played and that everyone just assumes I think that BYU is going to win three of those four. I, I think you're probably looking at a split there too, potentially. As amazing as BYU's home schedule is to open up, the three of four road games in the middle of the season at Toledo, at South Florida, at Utah State, all significant challenges. All swing games. All swing games. Woo! But uh, most importantly, the opener is against Utah. Uh. Countdown to the Utes. Okay, we're back on track. We're we're, we're with it. The Draft Network listed Sione Takitaki on its all-shrine team after a week at the East-West Shrine game. And as mentioned, projects him to be drafted in the fifth to seventh rounds. Based off his performance during the East-West Shrine week, will Sione Takitaki get drafted? He's clearly trending in the right direction. But here's why I'm hesitant to say, yes, 100% Sione Takitaki will get drafted. is because the recent scenario with players in that fifth to seventh round category coming out of BYU, those guys haven't been drafted. Daniel Sorensen was there, had an amazing combine. People were like, yeah, he'd be a steal in the sixth round. Didn't get drafted. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Made a team, right? T. John Karoma, same thing. Oh, man, put up crazy numbers, impressed the coaches. We think there are a couple teams that are going to take him in the sixth or seventh round. Didn't get drafted. Signed with the Chiefs. He was the backup center for a while. Got himself onto a roster. Yeah. Onto those a were, practice those squad. Those were BYU nepotism picks by Andy Reid. Okay. <laughs> Alani Fua was the same way. Right. Didn't get drafted. Didn't matter. Got himself onto the Arizona Cardinals. 53-man roster. He always had success with the free agents, for sure. Jordan Leslie, same thing. Oh, I've seen him as high as the fifth round. Probably going to go sixth or seventh round. Didn't get drafted. Somehow worked his way onto a few practice squads and into an actual game and made a crazy catch. BYU was good at these uh, rounds earlier in the century, in this century. That BYU would produce a seventh-round pick in Fui Vakapuna to the Bengals or whatever, you know. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I think probably not, but if he is, I'll be pleasantly surprised. It'd be amazing. I would and, love that. And it doesn't – what really matters is if you get a day-one draft pick, a day-two draft pick. Day three is rounds four through seven. Okay, that that's when it's kind of like, well, you know, it, it could be here or there. The impact guys come in the first two days more than day three, naturally. Okay, Ziggy Ansah, round one, Kyle Van Noy, 
you know, round uh, two, I believe, right? Or the beginning of round three. Bronson Kafusi has, has been hurt and hasn't been the impact guy we've been hoping. We're still waiting with him. Third rounder. Corbin Kafusi hopefully is a day two guy, but Sione Takitaki specifically had a really good week. He was kind of off the radar. I think he's on the radar now, so perhaps he slides into day three. But I, I, I'm with you. If I have to say today, is he going to draft? I'm probably saying no. That doesn't mean he's not going to play in the NFL. If you get drafted between the fifth and seventh rounds, that's not an automatic, you're going to make right. a roster. Right. Like you are then competing with guys that are signing as free agents with those other contracts. We're pretty close to what you were. They get to pick where they want to go to fit their best scenario. Yeah. So, this again, if Sioni doesn't get drafted, I don't think it matters. He'll be on a roster. It'd be He's nice to have going more to dra- make a roster. I want more draft picks from BYU, though. There's some status associated yeah, with that. Sure, sure. That'd be fun. But. BYU has typically succeeded with these guys that are late projected rounds and then don't get drafted, and then they end up making the team anyway. Like, they've thrived in that category, right? I would like to thrive with those guys being drafted. Oh, I agree. BYU basketball awaiting St. Mary's on Thursday night at the Marriott Center, 11 p.m., 9 Mountain tip-off in Provo, Utah. The Cougars could certainly use a victory over the Gales to help change momentum and rhetoric and give themselves some sort of chance at finishing in the top three in the West Coast Conference. Right now, Jerem, they're 102nd in the Ken Palm rankings as of yesterday on the holidays. 103 now. 103. So that has shifted one spot. Jerem, they've never finished outside the top 100. Under Dave Rose. Under Dave Rose. Is this the year? Will BYU finish outside the Ken Palm top 100? The pacing to not be included there. At, at the current time. I think it'll be close. Okay? BYU is about to play four games in the next ten against the top three. Two against Gonzaga, one against St. Mary's, one more against San Francisco. Okay? The good news is three of those four will be at home. Uh, you'd think BYU would need 20-plus uh, wins to have a chance there. BYU's been in the top 50, eight of the previous 13, the last couple years, uh, you know, NIT years, 80, 73, now 103. So, so BYU is definitely screaming, uh, you know, NIT team or or potentially not in the NIT. I think it's going to be close uh, for BYU here, and I hope they do finish top 100. If if they're barely out, it's kind of so what, because if you don't make the NCAA tournament, I'm not sure all these metrics really matter all that much. If BYU beats St. Mary's on Thursday, then all of a sudden they jump like 10 or 12 spots in the Ken Palm rankings. Because St. Mary's is top 40. Yeah, they're, they are up there. So be nice BYU win. has a clear opportunity. 34 to push their Ken Palm ranking way up if they can just handle their business on their home floor. Which they have done for the most part. BYU has beaten a team like St. Mary's on their home floor, not just in ranking, but also a team that destroyed St. Mary's early in the season, Utah State. Maybe BYU needs a player-only meeting, and then they need Nick Emery to come back again. Because that's what happened. There was kind of this emotional uh, push. That game. BYU is an entirely different team on their home floor, which is why I feel good about their chances against St. Mary's and think, yeah, if they can handle the Gales at home, I think this will help BYU finish inside the top 100 because then they have wins over Utah State and St. Mary's, and they know that they have San Francisco coming to Provo as well, another opportunity game to help them finish inside the top 100 of the Ken Palm rankings. Later in the program, I'll discuss the minimum thresholds for the NIT relative to what happened last year. Because finishing in the top 100, not a big deal to me. BYU doesn't make the NIT, that's a real issue. Because making the NIT is an abject failure for this program. They aim to get into the NCAA tournament, and if they don't, it's not the season you wanted. It doesn't mean it wasn't a 
uh, a good season, winning 20-plus games going to the NIT, you're still a good team. But the ultimate goal is the NCAA tournament. Is St. Mary's on Thursday a swing game for BYU basketball, Jerem? Perhaps. If they lose that, they're definitely outside the top three. I think they're the fourth-best team in the league right now. But if they win that game, hopes of finishing in the top three still alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's still something to cling to, obviously. Um, Ten more games left in the regular season, but BYU's not favored in a lot of them, which is our stat of the day. Mm. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Ken Palm has BYU as a favorite in four of the final ten games. Yee! Four of the final ten? I think BYU there goes, are a bunch of games at home, too. I think BYU goes six and four in the final ten, by the way. To finish nine eight, and seven in conference? 18 and 13 overall. And is it nine and or, seven? Or sorry, 10 and six in conference. 10 and six? Yeah, and, that's what. And probably fourth place. Maybe ten, third. 10 and six Maybe could be third. a tie for third. Who, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what the tiebreakers uh, bring to the table in that scenario. Our question of the day speaking of swing games, what's the most important swing game on the 2019 BYU football schedule? Tennessee and the Tennessean say that the BYU is one of the Volunteers' biggest swing games. We want to know what you think about BYU's opponents. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Preston Franson in on Twitter. Boise State at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. With the game being in mid-October, a win will set the Cougs up with confidence for the final five, six games of the season. They won't need it. The game could go either way, and after <laughs> traveling much of September, this will be the reset button game with easier travel schedule. Now, here's the thing. BYU is home for most of September. Yeah, at Utah State, certainly, but Liberty, Idaho State, at UMass, at San Diego State. BYU, San Diego State's a, a swing game. Those other, BYU won't need Three of the next four are going to win. But if you beat Boise State, then there is life injected into the fan base. Yeah. Protecting Lavelle's turf. Right. The, the swing games matter a lot because I think if BYU doesn't win eight games – then it's not a step forward. Does that include BYU a potential bowl game? So yes. if they, if they yes. win the bowl game and they go eight and five, that's a step forward. Yes. Eight is the minimum threshold to me for a good season in college football. You have eight, to win at least eight. Even if the schedule is harder than previous schedules. Yes, because eight would be nine, nine and a half, ten. Okay. Depending on the schedule. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Tar and Lar today on Between the Lines. It's Harvey Younga and Lauren McLean test BYU Hoops fans there. Hoops knowledge. Our dual threat analysts throwing bombs and dropping dimes. Uncle B, Blaine Fowler joins us next. What's his most important swing game for BYU football? And is he buying the Cougars as the fourth best team in the West Coast Conference? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on BYU TV and BYU Radio as Coach Rose, Gavin Baxter, Bark Twice if you're in Milwaukee, and Assistant Coach Lee Kamar join Greg Rubel to discuss Cougar Hoops. Reserve your seat. Join us in Studio C on BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. It's tonight, 8 Eastern, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Miliwake, Algonquin for the good land. Yes, it is. Thank you, Alice Cooper. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUS and On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch the show at your convenience simply by going to BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, what's the most important swing game for BYU football in the 2019 schedule? At Twiggy or Stone answers on Twitter, game one. If they can get that monkey off the back, it would be a huge confidence boost. It would really set the tone for the rest of the season. Yeah, and it would probably define the season. 
It would be the year BYU broke the streak. You know, you'd remember it. It's been so long that whenever BYU snaps the streak, you'll remember that game for a long, long time. What qualifies as a swing game? Because I, to me, it's, it's all subjective. To me, of course, uh, that's the offseason fun. I actually like the offseason more than the season. Yeah, how much will Utah's going to be favored? They got all their sure. senior stars coming Tyler back. Tyler Huntley, Zach Moss. Yeah, they're all back. But how much are they going to be favored by? To, to me, a swing game is, okay, I can't say definitively this is a win or a loss. I, I think it's you know somewhere in the middle there. And I'm not sure. It, it's kind of a pick them, a toss them. Toss-up of 50-50. That's a swing game to me. Okay. Yeah, and to me, if you want to define it, that's like it's within three points. Like if the experts say it's going to be like a three-point game. I would say like one score. Where it's, okay. it, All right. You score a touchdown either way, it swings it, right? Yeah, by nature, the rivalry has. And it's been that way. Unless Utah goes to a, a BCS or New Year's Six game. Then it's, then it's been a Then blowout. it's been a close game. Okay. Joining us now in Studio B to discuss swing games, BYU basketball, and much more is our dual threat analyst, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, back. Blaine, welcome to the set. What's up, Blaine? What's up, guys? Have I not seen you guys for a while? I feel like you were in here two weeks ago. Was that okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long two weeks. We saw each other at the last home game. It feels like BYU basketball never plays at home, so we never see each other. Yeah, they've been on the road quite a bit. Hey, but they're home this week against St. Mary's, so let's start there. If BYU beats St. Mary's, how does that change the rhetoric and expectation for the rest of the West Coast Conference campaign? It, it, it changes where BYU, all of a sudden you go, well, maybe they are the third best team in the league and maybe they can compete with St. Mary's. But it strengthens the talk that BYU is horrific on the road and they're really good at home. And, and I actually think the latter is more true. I, they've really struggled on the road and – and I think it's a fragile team psychologically. I think they have a very fragile confidence. And then they go on the road. They, they played those, you know, where they went on the road for an entire month. And I believe they lost some confidence there. And, you know, Yoli's been consistently playing well. And TJ, for the most part, has. But it's, it's on the road where they really struggle to get stops and play defense, especially down the stretch, where they've struggled. And, and it's just it compounds itself when in your own head, you're, you're all up in your own head. When you go on the road, so so I think that that when they come home and they play a bunch of games at home, you know, down the stretch, they get a win against St. Mary's. Everybody goes, "Wow, they really are." That strengthens what I was thinking. They really are good at home. And how in this home run stretch here, down through the back half of January and February, do they figure out a way to scratch out a couple of wins on the road? Because if they can beat St. Mary's at home, then you go, "Well, maybe they can beat San Francisco at home too." And, and if they can split with those teams and they lose on the road and they win at home, then, you know, are they similar in talent to those teams? Because right now I think everybody's just thinking they're the fourth-best team in the league. San Francisco's better. St. Mary's is better. But they played those two teams on the road, and they really struggled to defend against those two, two teams on the road. St. Mary's shot almost 55% from the field and 43% from three over or their place. And San Francisco shot 63.6% from For the, the field. game. At yeah. their place. And they, they 47% got, from three. They got to the rim, 50 point, yeah, it's, uh, points in the paint. Yeah, yeah. and so that's, that's not going to happen in the, Marriott, in the Marriott Center. And so, yeah, I, I think BYU is a much better team. And it's because 
they play longer spurts of defense. The crowd energizes them. They find a way to dig down and get some stops down the stretch. They shoot a little better percentage. They get out and run better when they're at home a little bit. They defend bit. with urgency yeah. at home. And so, so they're a much better team at home. And how you figure out how Dave Rose gets into their heads and, and how do they figure out how to be better on the road, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that he knows the answer to that at this point. BYU has not finished outside the Ken Palm Top 100 in the Dave Rose era. Right now they're 103. What would it take for this team to finish top 100 in your opinion? What would they need to kind of change? They, they need so San Francisco, um, St. Mary's. We were just talking about. It. They get home wins against those teams and then take care of business against the the lower half of the league. Now the lower half of the league, I feel, is better than than they've been in in past years. And think, BYU's we, won two road games against. Yes, the right. Lower half. BYU's two and two on the road in league. Right, and they've so, been better. So I, you know, I think that those two teams, St. Mary's coming into here, San Francisco coming into here, make a big difference. And if they can scratch out wins at home and then get the ones they're supposed to uh, on the road, then all of a sudden they they stay in that top one hundred. Um, yeah, this has been tough. I this team was not equipped to go on the road for a month against the talent that they played. And and they really struggled. I mean, you look at... So you was look, the schedule too hard, you're saying? Yeah. Given... For, for this makeup, if you have Mika back and you have uh, Elijah, Elijah Bryant. Bryant back and you have... And remember, the last time a team went on the road for that period of time in the Dave Rose era was when you had Jimmer as a senior and Jackson Emery as a senior. They could handle it. Those guys are unflappable. They almost thrived. Hey, let me go into VA Haas and score 50. Let me go up to Utah and score 30 in the first half. Bring it on veteran guys with unshakable confidence. And so the makeup of this team where they're trying to figure out things, Nick Emery's trying to figure out and having a struggle of trying to figure out where he fits in this thing. You know, Elijah Bryant was the go-to guy down the stretch last year with the ball in his hands. Who's that guy? Um, you know, I, I think it's TJ, but they need a third guy that when they pick him up that they kick to that you can go, yeah, that guy's going to knock down a shot every time. And we can, you talk about Jimmer back in those days, but if Jimmer drove at the end of a game and they doubled him and he kicked it to Jackson Emery, there's a really good chance that shot was going down because he was clutch with making big shots. Or Noah. Or any of those guys. Yeah. And so this team was not equipped to go on the road for that long against that good a competition. And, and I think that that road trip got into their heads and they've never really recovered. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Basketball, choking me up right now. I'm, You're getting emotional over, uh, I am over getting that emotional. response, which is really good. <laughs> Let me gather my emotions. It doesn't okay. matter what emotion. What's the game plan for BYU to handle Jordan Ford and St. Mary's on Thursday night? The, the key is you've got, you've got to come with a mindset that we're, we're going to play defense for a full shot clock, and we're going to have the energy to be able to do it. Um, and... And then you've got to have enough energy and part of its mental energy to then be able to go down and perform in the offensive end. Because what happens is when you're struggling and you're playing a full shot clock and you don't do that all the time and you're getting that extra energy, now you go down on the offensive end and you don't have the same legs. Those types of teams, San Francisco's the same type of team that, that runs their stuff really well. So, so you almost have to dig down and, and go, you know what? I, I have to have some extra mental energy here to get down there, still get elevation on my jump shot on the other end, and defend. Uh, to me, that's the key. They have got to find a better way to defend. And you know what? When they've been at home, they have been better on the defensive end. They have defended five or six more seconds, which is huge. They've been able to go down. And then at home, for some reason, they get more transition buckets 
which doesn't mean you have to make jump shots with tired legs from defending. You, you play defense a little bit better. You get a few more steals. You get some defensive rebounds. You get it out and you run. And layups are easy even when you're tired. And so that's the key. More transition buckets, better defense. And, and at home seems to be the formula for that. We're going to see. Because this St. Mary's is a really well-coached basketball team that runs their stuff and, and doesn't – it just seems that's their MO over the years, depend, regardless of who the talent is, that they don't, get, they don't get nervous on the road. They execute down the stretch. BYU needs to match that at home to have a chance. Okay, football question. What's the most important swing game of 2019? So you guys were talking about a bunch of games in the middle. I, I just feel like home field is important. Utah's always a swing game, whether it's, whether it's on the road or at home. The rivalry just lends itself to that. Even when one or the other team seems to have more talent, it seems to be a 50-50 game. And now it's at your place. I feel like you have to win that game this year. And then USC comes, comes in here, Washington comes in here, and Boise State comes in here. So those four games to me are of paramount importance. I think BYU should get three of four. Wow. wow. That, that should be the goal, right? So, and, 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 and why hot. not? So now USC, wow. so you look at those teams. USC, <laughs> like BYU, was really young last season, and they bring a lot of talent back. That's a tough one. you got to match up. But yeah. it's at your place, right? And they have a new offensive well, coordinator. Boise State, should be a, Boise State, from a talent perspective, should be a 50-50 game every year, whether it's on the road or at home. And so now you got them at home. Well, you got to go get that game. Utah should be a 50-50 game by virtue of the rivalry. And BYU's talent is better than it's been. They'll have a little more depth. They've played a ton of young guys. And all those offensive linemen come back and receivers and tight ends. And, you know, everybody's back. They get a bunch of good defensive players back. That's a game they need to win at home. And then USC, that, that's a tough one. Washington loses some huge veteran talent off of that team. I think Washington takes a little bit of a step back. Now, they're unbelievably well coached. I, I respect Chris Peterson as, as much as any coach in the country. I think he's one of the best three coaches in the United States. But when you're, you're losing that kind of talent on offense, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take some time to get it all back. And they, they reload. But that's a game to me that when you're at home, do you have a chance? I think you have to have a chance. And so those four games I'm watching, if you get two of four, I'm going to be okay. If you get three or yeah. four, I'm going to go, oh, yes, this is going to be a good season. I'd take two, yeah. Yeah, two of four is not out of the question on those. One and if you get two of four, I think yeah. you're on schedule. One, I think you're behind schedule. Okay. okay. In the way too early top 25, bringing it. both Washington and Utah are included in that. And those are two of the three teams that most Pac-12 experts expect to win the conference, either Oregon, Washington, or Utah. You, Oregon brings Herbert back at quarterback. That changes the yeah. game. and I, So I, I put Oregon as my favorite in the North, without question. Stanford's young, and they come back. The North is going to be really good again next year. And Washington's there by virtue of the fact that Chris Peterson just does it year after year after year. Yeah. And they're always really good on defense. But remember, that secondary loses some talent as well. That's the best secondary I laid eyes on all season last year, whether I was watching a game on TV they're or live. always good in the secondary. And so yeah. he'll reload there, but they lose some remarkable talent there as well. Blaine, great stuff, man. Wow, bringing the heat. And Utah's really good. They got a bunch of folks coming back, too. But it's at, <laughs> it's at BYU's home field. Come on, gotta guys. Protect go. go get it. Yeah, All go right. get it. In what, 219? 219. Coming up, what's the chance BYU gets an NIT bid? I can't believe we're discussing that. Next, Lauren McLean in studio, which means Between the Lines is back with Haran Lar. Quiz show! Haran Lar. How much do you know about BYU basketball? No, really, how much do you know? We're going to find out. Wait, is it Lauren Hart? Or- it says Harlan. 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 Harlan.
Coming up on Wednesday, February 6th, celebrate National Signing Day. It's us on BYU Sports Nation here from Kalani Sitake and other coaches as we introduce you to the newest batch of Cougars in a two-hour special from noon to 2 Eastern time on February 6th. One of the things I enjoy most about that show is revisiting all of the return missionaries. You're like, oh yeah, those guys. That people have forgotten about that signed a few years previous. Jackson McChesney is the guy I'm most excited among the return missionaries. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with another look at headlines. The Draft Network named Sione Takitaki to the All-Shrine team. Takitaki totaled three tackles, including a tackle for loss in Saturday's East-West Shrine game. Sione currently projected as a fifth to seventh round draft pick, according to most websites. Men's volleyball remains ranked at number four in the ABCA coaches poll at 4-0. The Cougars are off for two weeks before playing four games in nine days in California against UC Santa Barbara, Pepperdine, and UCLA. I voted BYU number three, by the way, in the media poll from off the block. You're so biased. So biased. BYU Gymnastics ranked number 16 this week, according to the latest Road to National rankings, all based on scores. Shannon Evans named the MRGC Joint Vault Specialist of the Week after scoring a 9.875 against Utah State. BYU won that head-to-head dual meet. The Aggies and Cougars will compete against each other in Pro Bowl this Friday, live on BYU TV at 1 p.m. Eastern. And Women's Hoops is first out in the AP Top 25 poll after having zero votes last week. Cougars uh, defeated number 13 Gonzaga, Portland last week. The last time BYU was ranked in the AP poll in women's basketball, 2012. Just win a couple of games. Let's make it happen. It be right First time in week. seven years. Awesome. The BYU men's basketball team, huge contest with St. Mary's in the Marriott Center on Thursday night. And to get you properly warmed up for that huge contest, let's bring in Lauren McClain. Time for the quiz show. What's up, Lauren? It is. Just when you think you may never see us again, Harnlar returns. Well, it's Harvey, he so he's always he, looking for he a way back us, in. He told us it was, it was coming, so we've been waiting. Well... Whatever. <laughs> just wanted to set that up. But uh, today we're taking our talents to the hardwood. We wanted to see how much BYU students knew about BYU basketball past and present. Oh, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Welcome to yet another edition of Har and Lar. Nailed it. Third time's the charm. I've been practicing. Harvey, what are we going to do today? So we are following up with our hardwood uh, edition and are going to be interviewing some of the fans and see what they know about the basketball team, current and past. Well, let's go find out. Let's go. With uh, Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. Blaine, you were just talking about how I beat you in a free throw contest. What is your confidence level like right now? It's fragile. We beat Manasseh Tonga and uh, Brandon Bradley recently, and so kind of a you're big not deal. the only one. It's okay. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to test you guys on some of your BYU basketball trivia, all right? How many of the 15 rostered players are married? Three. I say six. The answer is six. What team does Jimmer Fredette currently play for? And what is his nickname that he's known by on that team? He, he plays for the Sharks, or Shanghai Sharks, and he's Jimo Dashen. Yeah. Because I make my kids call me Blaino Dashen. It's uncomfortable. No need does. to say anymore. Yeah. As quickly as you can. Whose eyes are these? That's TJ. That's Nick. This is Yoli. Yeah, that's Dalton Nixon. And, and uh, Ryland, maybe? Gavin Baxter. No. no. Yeah, who's number five? Connor Harding. That's Connor. Connor. Pocatello. We appreciate the time. I was better at this than free throws against you. Well, you still got four out of five. Hey, all right, let's go. You guys agree? <laughs> hey, appreciate you guys. For three. Go! 
How long would you say you've been a BYU basketball fan? Since I was born. Tom, well, we're going to put you to the test. Okay. However you do the honors. Which current player, as of today, is third in the nation for double-doubles this season? Yoli Childs. Ding, ding. How many consecutive 20-win seasons does Dave Rose have? I'd say 13. That's pretty good. Dang. 13. Which former BYU running back holds the Mountain West Conference freshman rushing record? Uh, Harvey Unga. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, it's you. Ding, it ding, 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 ding. We got a winner. We got a little sum-sum for you. A football. Signed by the team, the coaches. There you go, my man. Oh, that is awesome. Pause. Look out. What's your name? I'm Tanner. Tanner. Sweet. Where are you from? Georgia. Where in Georgia? It's called Alpharetta. Alpharetta. I love Alfredo. <laughs> okay, well, we want to quiz you on your BYU basketball knowledge. Okay. Which current player is a younger brother of BYU's all-time leading scorer? TJ. Pause. Ding, ding, ding. ding. Which current player, as of today, is third in the nation for double-doubles this season? Yoli. Childs. All right. You do know your current team. How many of the 15 rostered players are married? Like six of them? <laughs> no way. Did you? Dude, was that, was seriously that really a guess? That was a guess. That it's really six. Guess. Yeah. You got it right. Hey, all right. You got it right. Here you go, man. Thank you, guys. Congratulations. Off the glass. Yeah, what was your name? Riley. Where are you from? Boston. Give me your best Boston accent. Pocket card. Oh, yeah. Pocket card. Well, we're going to test you on how well you know BYU basketball, okay? Okay. For what team does Jimmer Fredette currently play? Uh, the Shanghai Sharks. Nice. I like that. Do you know who this guy is, by the way? His first name is Harvey. Oh, Unga. Okay. In Peewee football, they're like, who's your favorite football player? I was like, Harvey Unga, dude. That guy was a stud. You're going to make me blush. Look at this. All right, nice to meet Thanks. you. We're going to ask you a few questions about some BYU greats, okay? Which former Cougar is the current general manager of the Boston Celtics? Danny Ainge. Nice. How far did the basketball team go in the NCAA tournament Jimmer Fredette senior year in 2011? Sweet 16. All right. Would you say you can tell a lot about someone from their eyes? Eyes is the, the doorway to the soul. That's, that's what I always say. And on that note, we're going to quiz you on uh, some eyeballs. Here we go. All right. This one's TJ. Pause. This one's Nick Emery. This one is Dalton Nixon. Yep. I think that's Baxter. Get, oh. Is it is it hard? Hard. Yes, got Harding. it. Nailed it. Oh, Connor Harding. Harding. You still didn't get number one. I don't. And Yoli Childs. Yeah. All right, there we Yoli go. Childs. Good ding, job. Ding. All right. What did you think about this session? Hey, this this atmosphere is wild, Harvey. But anyway, I, I would feel like it was a successful session. We came in here a little skeptical. And I would say they proved us wrong a little bit. I think we uh, enlightened a few of them, and some of them actually surprised us. So all in all, it was a good day. I think so, too. Join us next time on Har and Lar. Nailed it. They did pretty good. This did sit pretty good. Next week on Between the Lines, we're going to take you on an exclusive arena tour of the Marriott Center. And take you into some places marked players only, Ooh. so don't miss it. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL using the hashtag BYUBTL. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. <laughs> it was so romantic. I wonder how many movie? girls he'd what said that to. What movie is that from? What movies is that line from? Eyes are the gateway to the soul. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I got a tear in my eye as soon as he said it. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Quiz awesome. show. Coming up, can BYU beat St. Mary's at home, and will Black Panther win Best Picture at the Oscars? <laughs> Why are we discussing that? Because it's what's the chance, bro. <laughs>
This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. <laughs> Wednesdays at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Gregor Bell hosts the show. It's called Behind the Mic. It's awesome. This week's guests include Hoops great Fred Roberts and All-American volleyball player Mary Lake. It's Wednesdays at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Uh, yeah, we were uh, discussing a, a certain announcer in the league that makes us laugh. <laughs> Not a BYU announcer. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to BI Sports Without Nation. context. We're yeah. not on the hilltop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play What's the Chance? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Tell real MVP. Ben Bagley, also an MVP. The minds and hearts of many children across BYU Sports Nation. Ben, children? welcome back. Why, thank you. Uh, number one, What's the Chance? BYU beats St. Mary's at home on Thursday. I go 40%. I think BYU's got a solid chance to win. Ken Palm says 37. I go 40. It's home turf. BYU's 9-1 at home. The Cougars have only lost to a top-10 team in Houston at home. Everybody else, BYU's defeated. Let's go. BYU is a home dog to Utah State as well. I'm all in, man. I'm, I'm, I'm 65%. Oh! BYU beats St. Mary's at home. Blue it's goggle all alert. Good. Blue goggle it's alert. All Blue goggle good alert. in the hood. Blue goggle alert. Okay. okay. You got the bedazzled blue goggles on, Jerem? Yeah. I'm wearing the laid back. I can see it now. Blue goggles. Oh, Jordan Ford These stinks. Are good. Yeah, These Saint, are good. This, this would be a really good win. Uh, St. Mary's 34 in uh, Ken Palm. That would be a fantastic win. 65% chance BYU beats St. Mary's. This is an Woo! entirely different team at home. They play with defensive urgency. They're exciting. The crowd's going to be good. Yeah, I like BYU's chances. Next. What's the chance BYU gets an NIT invite? Okay, currently first out in the only place that projects the NIT, which is NYC Buckets. Our guys. Okay, it's a 32-team field, okay? Auto bids go to regular season champs. It's not going to be BYU. The average win total last year of a team that made the NIT was 21 wins. Okay. Fewest wins was 17. And the worst RPI, now net, of an NIT at-large team was 95. Okay, so BYU to me would have to probably sneak into this area. I think BYU is going six and four the last ten, eighteen and thirteen, and then one and one in the conference tournament. I think BYU finishes nineteen and fourteen and is on the bubble. I go squarely fifty percent because wow. I have no clue. Wow! So at nineteen and fourteen, based on last year's tournament of the last yeah. at-large team to get and in, I'd love to look at like the last five or ten years of that to really see. Sure, but. Maybe our guys at there NYC Buckets can help us out with beep, that. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> NIT, yeah. I broke that down way more than I ever wanted to. For BYU to feel comfortable about getting into the NIT, it's 20 wins, right? Yeah, and I, 21 I was I, the average last 20 year. wins. If BYU wins 20 games, they'll be in the NIT. But if they finish 19 and 14, I'm, I'm nervous. You. Yeah. And by there the way, some nerves for CBI sure. and CIT are pay-for-play tournaments. I don't know if BYU would even go. Who knows? Perhaps they say yes. But these are tournaments generally for teams that are at a low level that want to keep playing. They're willing to pay. I wonder if BYU would even go. So the goal for BYU is to get to the NIT. Here's get, the advantage 20, that BYU has. Get to the NIT. They have a good following, and they sell tickets. Whether they're playing at home or on the road, 
and the NIT is a for-profit tournament, and absolutely that factors into it. So I'm going to give BYU a 60% chance of making the NIT. Even if they're 19 and 14, if they're matched up with yeah. another team that has like a comparable resume, but it's, it's BYU, they sell tickets, they travel well. And we think BYU's strength of schedule was solid because they want a good tournament. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I say 60% BYU at this juncture is getting into the NIT. I think it's important to make the NIT, too. I really do. If you don't make the NIT, that, that is a really, really stinking bad season. Okay? Making the NIT is already well, a failure. With BYU admittedly coming into the season with NCAA tournament expectations. I did not have those for BYU. I thought this was an NIT group. All right, next. Last one. What's the chance Marvel's Black Panther Wins the best pitcher at the Academy Awards. <laughs> this is a good question. Here are the other nominees. I loved that Stars Boy, Roma, The Favorite, Vice, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, and Black Klansman. Uh, I don't know. It's a comic book movie. I don't know that that would win, although Black Panther was awesome. I loved it. Uh, I don't think it's a particularly strong group for best picture this year, by the way. Black Panther had a significant setting. What is it? 22%? I don't know. In a place where I spent uh, a good deal of my two-year mission trip. You went to Wakanda? No. Before Wakanda, they were in South Korea, in Pusan, in a place called Heyunde Beach. And so I was transported right back home. So off the bat, I was like, oh, I love this movie so much. Because it took me home to where I spent two years of my mission trip, Jerem. That said... I never saw the beach in Brazil. It doesn't win Academy Awards. It was inland. Black Panther, I say 10%. Typically, it's those life-altering, changing movies that are speak on something really, really strong and poignant in society. Is that not Black Panther? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> compare that to Vice or Roma or A Star is Born or Green Book. I just... Yeah, I just don't... I think you just described Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps. Perhaps. We'll see. Our question of the day. Which movie is going to win Best Picture at the Oscars? (laughs) I think it's going to be Cypher in the Snow. (laughs) Or the phone call. Watcher in the Woods. Yeah. (laughs) Super creepy movie again. Why Why did my parents let me watch that when I was like eight? Those are not questions for me. No, I'm just kidding. Who are you asking? I'm just kidding. What's the most important swing game of the 2019 BYU football schedule? Hashtag BYUSN to join that convo. Coming up, the Shanghai Sharks are struggling. But is Jimmer? Please. Does it matter? And a former Cougar will again rep the red, white, and blue. Details in the whip next. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Shout out to today's guest, Blaine Fowler. Also, Lauren McLean with Between the Lines. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYOSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. No tiempo. Vamos a la whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. The Draft Network named Sione Takitaki to its all-shrine team based on a good week at the East-West Shrine game last week. Takitaki currently graded as a fifth to seventh round draft pick by the website. Volleyball remains ranked fourth this week in the ABCA coaches rundown. The Cougars off for a couple of weeks and then will play four games in nine days in California against UC Santa Barbara, Pepperdine, and UCLA. Gymnastics. The Gym Cats are ranked 16th this week after two meets. BYU averages a team score of 195-525. Cougars host Utah State. They played Utah State Friday. They're going to play them again Friday on BYU TV 180. 
Shannon Evans, the MRGC Joint Vault Specialist of the Week after scoring a 9.875 in that dual meet against Utah State. Again, BYU beat the Aggies head-to-head, trying to make it two times in eight days. Women's basketball. The Fighting McJudkins are the first team out of the AP Top 25. BYU hasn't been ranked since 2012. More importantly, Los Cougars are projected as a nine seed in the dance by ESPN's Charlie Cream. Jimmer! Fredette and the Shanghai Sharks fall to the Shangdong Jingjing. 110-108. Jimmer scored 41 points, had three rebounds, and tallied five assists. Cougars in pro hoops. Elijah Bryant scored 20 points, had six rebounds, and thefted twice in a Hapo Elliott 100-81 win in Israel. Kyle Collinsworth and the Raptors 905 defeat the Long Island Nets 113-87. Collinsworth had six points, nine rebounds, and a steal in the win. Tennis. Number 68 men's tennis was upset by number 66 UNC Wilmington. 4-3 in Orlando. The Cougars were so upset they walked outside and realized they were in Orlando. It's going to be okay. Cougars swept all three doubles matches but lost 4-2 in singles play. BYU faces top-ranked Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons, Let's Friday. Rugby. Former women's rugby star Jordan Gray named to the USA yeah. Rugby National Team's 12-player roster. She'll compete in the World Rugby Sevens in Sydney, Australia. January 31st through February 3rd. Good luck to Jordan and she, sister of Alexa Gray. She's a regular. She's been on that team for a long time. And, uh, yeah, tremendous athlete. I enjoy watching her with the seven. Today's rise and shout goes to Blaine Odashin. Yeah. Blaine Fowler saying BYU needs to win three of their first four home games, which include In USC, Utah, of course, USC, Washington, and Boise State. As a hot take. <laughs> I'll take two. I'll nope. take two and feel thrilled. No, uh, no pressure there. Holy need, yeah. need. I would say want. Woo. Need is a little too strong. What's the most important swing game of the 2019 BYU football schedule? Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. At Eric R R Eric on Twitter, Utah is the most important game, but top swing game is Tennessee. The Vols my, five and seven. Man. Lost to Vanderbilt in the game last year. BYU is sandwiched between Georgia State and Chattanooga on the Tennessee Trap schedule. game. So Tennessee won't be looking past that game. Important game uh, for BYU. And a cool game. Like, this is a type of Power 5 game that I really like. Like, this is a winnable road Power 5 game for BYU against one of the uh, Blue Buds uh, in college football. Yeah, Trevor Mattis told us he thinks Tennessee is going to be much improved compared to last year. Well, they stunk, so, uh, yeah, improvement won't be uh, asking a lot. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Or Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Dr. Bob and I. Thing one and thing two. That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. Go Cougs! Uh, go who's?